Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? Hi there. Welcome back to the show. I'm so thrilled to have you. So this episode is one I am so looking forward to sharing with you. If you listened to our episode, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, maybe a little bit further back than that, called, it was episode 24, and we are now at 34, so, oh my gosh, 10 episodes ago. Okay. Okay. 10 episodes ago. That episode number 24 was called Ageless Beauty, that JLo birthday pick to drink or not to drink and Kundalini practices to increase your glow. We were talking about all things aging and the spirituality of aging. The topic of age in general, is it taboo to discuss it? Can we reverse the signs of aging through our woo-woo practices. And I was inspired to discuss all of that after seeing an Instagram post that Jennifer Lopez shared around her birthday. I shared some of my practices, one of those being releasing alcohol from my life and something else that I released from my life over the last year is caffeine. Now, I'm going to be real. I do have the occasional matcha ever since I moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, the matcha got me. But it is very occasional. And the big challenge for me before was coffee. And coffee I have officially released from my life, even the decaffeinated version, quite a few years ago. I think it's been maybe three years that I've been sans coffee, definitely sans the caffeinated version of coffee, and at least a year, no decaf coffee either. And for those that are wondering how, well, one, was that hard for you? Uh, The answer is, oh my gosh, yes, it was so hard for me. I was a diehard coffee drinker. I started drinking coffee when I was, I'm going to be honest, in junior high. And maybe that's normal now. I don't know. I feel like with Starbucks, everybody drinks coffee from like the age of five. Just kidding. Not really five, but maybe for me, I'm 44 years old. And so at 12 and 13, there really wasn't, there wasn't Starbucks. Nobody was going to the Starbucks. However, my father spent a lot of time in Paris and France, but Paris specifically. And I just had this thing about wanting to have this like shishi French lifestyle that I was like, I don't know, kind of assuming my dad had when he was spending time in Paris. And in my mind, that meant I needed to have an espresso in the evening after dinner and have a coffee to start my day with my baguette. I literally was the kid who, when no one else was 
eating baguettes in the U.S., I was like, can I pack a baguette in my lunchbox? (laughs) I thought that, I don't know, it was transporting me to some other place. I mean, hey, my blog is called Wee Wee because my first trip to Paris was the trip that inspired me to really open up to a different sort of life experience and incorporate travel into my life. So with all of that said, coffee was really hard for me to let go of. So a few, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, I got an email from a company that I love. I absolutely adore. It's called Dandy Blend. And Dandy Blend is a caffeine-free herbal beverage and coffee alternative. It consists of five ingredients. It's, It's roasted barley extract, roasted rye extract, roasted dandelion root extract, and then roasted chicory root, and then sugar beet root as well, also roasted. So all these roasted root and uh, herbal ingredients. I've been a huge fan of this product for a long time. I got an email from the folks over at Dandy Blend recently. They're launching some new packaging. They've got some updates going on with the brand. And as soon as I got that email, We immediately sent an email back, my team and I, because of my excitement, and said, please, 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 will you come on the show? I want to talk about Dandy Blend and plant ingredients in general. So that's what this episode is all about, the health benefits of dandelion, and specifically if you are like me and you're working on giving up caffeine and considering the benefits to your health. And in my case, there were multiple reasons to give up the caffeine, but dandelion specifically is believed to detoxify the liver, soothe the nervous system, calm the stomach. And I also believe that releasing caffeine from our life is one of those techniques that we can use to do a little bit of reverse aging. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about dandelion and we're going to talk about some other plant ingredients or plant options for your health, well-being, for your diet. And I'm very much looking forward to the conversation that you are about to hear. It's with a mom and daughter. The company Dandy Blend was founded by Dr. Peter Gale in 1990, way before the edible plant story was what it is now, he was creating edible plant products. Karen and her daughter, Gina, who are on the show today, are carrying on their father and grandfather's legacy by making this product what it is today. They've really expanded the product and have created something that was originally introduced as an alternative to medical practitioners. They've now, and and it was started in a basement and then moved into a garage, and you're going to hear more about how the company began to grow. But now it's something that this particular coffee alternative is one of the best-selling coffee alternatives in the world. Welcome, Karen and Gina Real of Dandy Blend. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. Let's get started. Hi, ladies. Hi, Karen. Hi, Gina. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having us. 
I'm so looking forward to having you. I was just telling, I was just saying to Karen right before you popped into our session today, Gina, that I'm drinking my Dandy Blend. Here it is while we're getting ready to talk <laughs> with you ladies from Dandy Blend. <laughs> you too. Yeah, I got some Dandy Blend with me. Yeah, I was saying that it's, um, so the show is called Your Woo Woo BFF. And about five years ago, as I was giving up caffeine, Dandy Blend was kind of my woo woo BFF because as I was telling friends, oh, I'm now drinking dandelion instead of coffee. They were like, well, that's the hippiest, weirdest thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> I was like, it might sound that way, but it's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> so yeah, it's been such a, it's been such a, it's a part of my morning routine every single day. So Aww, I, I, I love that. it so much. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I'm sweet. really looking, I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys and learning more about the brand and getting to know you both. So, as you know, we start with a bit of astrology on the show. And I know this is a little new to you both. So, I'll tell you a little bit about what you tell me. So, we're going to start I love with that. <laughs> Yeah. I'll I'll totally help you out with your big 3. So, we're going to talk about your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. So, Gina, I'll go over to you first. So, sun sign moon and rising. Okay. So my sun sign is a Taurus. Mm -hmm. Um, my moon sign is Aquarius Okay, and my rising sun is a Taurus as well. Okay. Okay. But I don't know what that means. (laughs) Okay. I'll tell you a little bit about what it means. Okay. Actually, this will, this will be fun for you. So I, yesterday was, there's an astrologer who writes for my, my site for weewegirl.com. And I'm taking a class with her right now. I feel like I talk about this class every single week on the show because it's so amazing. But this is this was a sentence that she gave me that I loved. So, okay. So the sentence is this. She is a blank and you fill in a characteristic of your sun sign with the heart of a blank and you fill in a characteristic of your moon signs. I'm, I'm going to do this whole sentence for you in just a second. Okay. Wearing the mask of a blank, and that's your rising sign. So for you, okay, so because your sun sign and your, okay, your sun and your rising are Taurus, is that right? Yeah. Or sun, is it sun and moon or Taurus or sun no, and rising? No, the sun and rising okay. are Taurus. Okay, so Taurus, an archetype of Taurus is that of the earth goddess or someone who is Lux, but connected to, very connected to nature. So mm-hmm. it's like you love you love little touches of luxury, but it has to also coincide with your connection to to the earth ultimately. So that's that's yeah. Taurus. You're very Which grounded. I have all my crystals all over yes. my desk, <laughs> as, and I can see you obviously as we're recording, and as I see your background. With yeah, plans. it's like it's, you're you're so Taurus. I'm also <laughs> a Taurus moon, so I I very much resonate with that. And my partner is a Taurus sun. So for okay. you, it would be so okay. And then Aquarius, the Aquarius archetype is that of the futurist. Um, Aquarius is very vision casting, but also really connected to community and taking care of the collective. So for you, it would be, so that, that's, that sentence would be, she's an earth goddess with the heart of a luxe grounded soul wearing the mask of a future thinking visionary. 
So that would be you. How's that I feel? I love that. That like <laughs> that feels wonderful. <laughs> feel like I fit into that perfectly. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay, Karen, let's do yours. Okay. I am a Scorpio. Okay. With the moon in Leo. Ooh, okay. And the um and Capricorn. Capricorn so rising. Rising. Mm-hmm. Okay. You and I have two of our big three in common. And then obviously I just mentioned my moon sign is Taurus. So I have that in common with Gina. So my sun sign is Leo and I'm also a Capricorn rising. Capricorn risings, by the way, make like the best entrepreneurs and CEOs. They're like amazing at leading companies. That's a really. very good thing. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably fitting for your role. So, and then Scorpio, Scorpio energy is that of someone who is quite connected to, it's got, it's a little bit witchy. It's kind of connected to the metaphysical and you can see beneath the surface. Scorpio is a water sign, but it's like the fieriest water sign. So there's a bit of that like ability to, it's, it's quite different when you think about a sign like cancer or Pisces, which are also water signs. They kind of like, you think about cancer's the crab and Pisces is a fish and they like swim along, you know, in the, in the ocean, kind of touching, touching more of what's happening beneath the surface. And the Scorpio is the scorpion. And it's, I just kind of envision it as it's like able to navigate between the surface. So it's, it's like right right there in the water, but can kind of come up out of the water and see what's happening all around. There's just a bit of a like connection to all, all things, all things, earth, fire, water, all of it. So that's kind of how I envision that Scorpio. So, but it is a very witchy sign. So as we go into, as we go into the fall, Scorpio season is on the way and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very much it's very much your your time of year. So, okay. And then Leo Moon. So the Leo is the charismatic performer. Leos are also really protective of their people. If you imagine the lion in the jungle, very protective of their pride. And then the Capricorn is, it's, um, it is, this is fun practice for me, by the way, going through <laughs> these signs this way. Um, so Capricorn is the 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 symbol of the Capricorn is the mountain goat, so it's it can like make slow and steady moves all the way to the top, and then can see out from the top of the mountain and know exactly exactly what needs to happen to continue to kind of exist on that highest level plane. And so, for you, that same sentence. So, okay, so we'll do. Okay, so she is a. This is your Scorpio. So she is a, she's a metaphysical witchy woman with the heart of a prideful performer wearing the mask of a CEO. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it, that it, fit for you? it yeah, does. It fits. It's just a, you know, I, I I'm all of that. So <laughs> no, I mean, I, I protect, um, I used to be, uh, called into meetings to say, okay, can you, can you let me know if this is, if what he's saying is really true or if you can, you know, if, if we're, if he's trying to uh, mm. pull something over on us. Yeah. So, or she, 
it depending on the situation, but I was always that kind of meter to say, is this, is this accurate? Is this not? So that was, mm-hmm. that was kind of a fun thing in my old, in what I was doing for a very long time. And then, um, yeah, I protect, that's just kind of in, in, innate is it's just whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be that mama bear. So yeah. Mess. Very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I it's, it's, it's really fun for me to get to do this at the beginning. I mean, I don't do it exactly like this at the beginning of each show, but it's fun for me to get to know your, the, my guests, Big Three, because it tells me, a, it gives me a little snapshot of you before I even get to hear your story and know a bit more about you. So, so thank you. Thanks for sharing. Okay. So I want to talk about Dandy Blend. So I mentioned it's been such a staple in my life. So I was very much looking forward to getting to meet you too. So tell me a bit about the background of the brand. Background. Yeah, I can start. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) The, my dad uh, was looking for, I can kind of give you a background on him real quick. Just an, an idea. He has a doctorate in, um, botany and was an edible wild plant expert. So he worked with the Boy Scouts um, when he when he was getting his doctorate in uh, New Jersey. And so that was his main thing is the edible wild plant. And then that's why he went botany. So when he was looking for a drink um, to, to just enjoy, whether warm, hot, cold, uh, he was looking for, he, he looked high and low for stuff and he just wasn't finding the combination that he wanted. He wanted something that had, didn't have any caffeine, um, was instant and was a, it had a health benefit to it. So, uh, he, that's when he found it was able to combine the, um, the two things that, that he really wanted. He, he found the beverage and, you know, found a, like a recipe for the beverage and then, and then added the, uh, dandelion root to it. So he was so in the in the chicory, so that it had all that great benefits that we now have. We get in an instant, so it's very exciting. And so that's kind of how it's how it became. And then, as um, in order to get it to market, he uh, it was started in the you know his basement, and then in the garage, and then we he went to all sorts of different herbal fairs and. Um, and with keynote speakers in different at different conferences and was on uh, the Food Network and um, the Today Show and then was a, a kind of a staple um, and a local show here in Cleveland. So that's kind of how it started. Uh, mm-hmm. Gina, if you want to continue from there. Yeah. Um, so we, like she said before, we started, he started it in the basement and then it grew to a garage company. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to um, outgrow that and move to Valley City, which is where we're at now, but different building. So we moved there. Then, unfortunately, bad things happened. It was just a mess in that building. So we had to move again. And um, we ended up at a pizza shop, which was really cool. It was just an old pizza shop. And after school, when I was in middle school, because my middle school was right across the street, I would mm-hmm. just walk across the street, go to work with my dad. And it was, that's just kind of what I remember growing up doing is just walking, walking to work after school. 
But um, so after the pizza shop, we actually moved to where we are now. And then um, we've been expanding and we're just, just growing and growing and we couldn't be more blessed. Was it always his intention as he was making the beverage to bring it to market or was it originally something he was just making for himself? It was just something he was making for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was something that he wanted to have so that he could get that, that healthy, um, that dandelion dandelions in his diet. And he had, he, he ate the greens and all parts of it as well, but to get that root in there and it was just easier than, you know, manually doing it himself. So, um, so he originally, it was just for himself, but he thought, you know what, this is a great product. So let's get it to, um, the, he started with chiropractic places and Mm -hmm. herbalist community and different places like that. And that's when he started to take it to the herbalist. So really wasn't his publishing really was a focus at that point because he Mm -hmm. published several books and was trying to educate people on edible wild plants. And, and his other passion was the Amish community, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, something that he really liked because of how they worked with their kids and how they taught their kids from a young age, how to be independent and how to um, be entrepreneurs and just to be, you know, it was just a tight family unit, Uh, but they were independent as well. So he was really interested in that. So that's when he was concentrating on. And then um, when Danny, then he, then he was getting so much feedback that this was such a great beverage. He thought, well, let's, let's concentrate on that. Did he, did he think about it at that, at that point in time as something that people would begin to drink as a coffee alternative? Was that part of his intention too? Or was, no, it wasn't. Well, I mean, like, yes, he, he wanted it to be like that coffee alternative and he wanted it to be that, um, that brand that people know in their house. Um, but I, he didn't expect it to be what it is. Yeah. He, I don't think he expected it to grow this much. And I think if he was here today, he would be ecstatic because I mean, we're just, we're chugging along. We're, we're yeah. trying our hardest. And I, I know he would be proud of where it is now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time someone introduced it to me. I mean, I can remember where I was and I was, uh, so my, okay. So my girlfriend who introduced it to me, she and her partner, they actually own a CBD farm in North Carolina and which is very cool. And they both had worked in tech and for, for quite a few years, they both had been, they were pretty young. They were both working in tech and her father was a farmer and had all of this land in North Carolina. And he was retired and they still had all this land in North Carolina. And she, she was very much, um, very much just interested in, in the plant community and was, was considering what would be possible for her future. And here she was working in tech. And then she and her partner decided, you know what, we're going to move back to the family farm. There's a little cabin on the, on the farm property. And we're going to, we're going to, they took advantage of an opportunity in the early moments of some of the hemp grants and things like that going on in North Carolina. And she was also a female farmer. So there was some opportunity there for her. And so she started this farm. It's done really well, but I was visiting the farm and 
we were having this, this caffeine conversation. She was doing like a 30 day, no caffeine thing. And I was at a moment where I'd had some, I'd had some heart, some heart issues and genetically my dad had two. And so had my grandfather. And I was like, you know, it's the, the easy thing here. The easy thing is to get off the coffee, to get off the coffee. So, and my issues weren't severe. It was like palpitations. And usually when I was drinking too much caffeine. So it was like, I'm young enough to like handle this now without having to be on medication later. So what's my, what's my move here? And she was like, I'm doing this 30 day, no caffeine thing. This is what I drink. And I remember trying it and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this magic stuff? It's like as good as coffee. And you can like, now when I travel, it's funny, I'll, I'll, I keep a, you know, I keep it in, I put, pack it in a little container and I, so whenever I go and like, I'm on a trip, I was actually just in Tulum this summer leading a retreat. And every morning I would bring my little, my little dandy blend container into the restaurant. And they're like, what is Andy's this like magic coffee that Andy <laughs> drinks? Everybody else is like coffee, please. I'm like just hot water for me as just I'm like hot water. <laughs> thank you. you know, my, my dandy blend to my mug. Yeah, and there the the whole restaurant by the end of the week was like Andy, tell us about the magic coffee that you drink. And like, <laughs> I think they were a little bit like, what is this that you have going on? But I, mm. I yeah, I I am forever grateful for my friend who shared it with me because it really. It was, it made my transition off of coffee, which I was the type of person who was doing like two cups in the morning and then one at lunchtime and Mm -hmm. sometimes even like at three or four o'clock. And if I had meetings out in person back in the day before we did everything on Zoom and virtually, Mm -hmm. if I had a coffee meeting, it was like another coffee. So then by the end of the day, sometimes I was having like four or five coffees, which obviously was not not great for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's intense. So yeah, that was quite a few years ago. And so now, uh, now, now Dandy Blend has been my replacement for that. Now I don't always take it into the coffee shop if I have a coffee meeting, but I definitely, definitely travel with it. So it's, it's been, it's been amazing. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We travel with it all the time. We carry, do you have have the singles? I don't. The singles I are the, singles. the best to travel. With. Okay, I just throw a couple in my yeah. I throw a couple in my backpack and I'm good to go. And okay. I always have them in my purse too. So at like restaurants, just okay. That's perfect. what I need to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally I'm like carrying a mini Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just get the singles. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was it like growing up in an environment that honors? plants in the way that he did honors foraging wild plants and and incorporating that into into the way you live and the way you just take care of your health well to me it was normal because that's what we did i mean when i was growing up we even have a, a picture of a, a christmas card with a picture of our family and he's actually showing us a milkweed bud and you know that was our picture for the for that year and I think I was five at that point, but he was getting his doctorate. So we were doing a lot of camping and uh, he did, he, he was, it was, this, we were at a reservoir that was, uh, we had to uh, make our own lean-tos and tables and, you know, dig our own latrine and stuff like that. Cause I mean, that was part of what he was learning and, and not, not learning, but just um, the way he, he liked to camp. 
<laughs> Actually, because, you know, even in later years, he would do survivalist camping and they would just go out for weekends with uh, friends and just go out and, and do figure it out when, when they got there. So when I was, as, so growing up, I just, that was part of, you know, whether we were looking for lamb's quarters or milkweed buds or dandelions, uh, ramps, uh, just all sorts of different volunteer vegetables that, that are extremely healthy. And um, really a lot of people um, get them for the vitamin, you know, we'll forage for them for the vitamin and the, the antioxidants that are they're valued for. So that's, that's kind of how I grew up. I mean, even to the point where when we were outside, at, when I got older, we were outside, they, you would have the sorrel um, uh, that you could, that you could come out, come, you know, find. So it's just normal. I mean, it's pretty much normal. I think um, that's how I grew up. I think Gina's going to give you a little bit of a different story on how it, it was with her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't really grow up a lot with edible wilds. Um, that's just not really something that we did. We did have a field behind us. And when we did go over to my grandma and grandpa's, I mean, there's like a fly. Um, <laughs> when we did go to my grandma and grandpa's, we, there was this pot outside. And like my mom said, that sorrel was actually one of the first herbs that I heard about. Um, and they're basically, they look like, like clovers. They look like little clovers and, but they have a little yellow flower coming up and they taste like lemon. And it was so fun. He would always point to that, to the little planter and he'd be like, Hey, go check out those, those, um, the sorrel over there and try it. So it, I would try it. I just sit there and munch on it all day. I just like go past and just munch. Um, but yeah, that was probably my main, my main herb that I grew up with was sorrel. Um, and uh, it's just, it was a great one. It's a great, it's a great one. It's great in salads. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to try it in my salads. It's so delicious. Okay. And it tastes like lemon. It does mm -hmm. taste like lemon. Hmm. Okay. The sorrel comes in a couple, I mean, there's several different couple varieties. Different I think the fun, the, the one that, that you see often that comes out in sidewalks and just like the dandelion mm -hmm. where it's so, uh, it's so it's literally uh, everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. So it's like, it's like everywhere. dandelion can grow up in your sidewalks and your, and, and so does sorrel. So it's just a persistent plant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's definitely a fun one to bring the kids. Cause it's just go ahead and pick that and eat it. It's and they're surprised. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think the problem that what happened with me is and why Gina didn't get to get the full experience as I did was that at some point when I went to college, when I went to travel school, because that, that's kind of where I went from there from, you know, I went to college, but then I decided to move on to travel school. And so at that point I was like, Oh, I like these Hiltons and I like the, you know, I like the, sure. the, you know, the luxury more. So, um, so whereas, you know, my, my parents were still, you know, gardening and doing all of that. I was, you know, on a different path at that point sure. and trying to fit into a different box until I realized, well, we'll get to that later, but <laughs> I realized that that wasn't the box I fit in. 
Yeah. Yeah. So when Gina was a kid, you were still doing like, hey, we're going to stay at the Hilton and, mm-hmm. and do things this way. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, as as you got as you got kind of reconnected into what your dad had done, Karen, Gina, that's when you had probably had an opportunity to then oh, yeah. re, re-engage with it. Yeah. As, as an adult, I'm able to actually read his work and understand his work and really put in the effort to understand. And it's just, it, it takes a different, I don't know. It's just a different, a different method, but I, I'm so blessed to have his work and it just makes me feel closer to him Yeah, when he's not here. And that, that is everything to me. Yeah. That's amazing. So Gina, what stories have you heard now working in, in the company? What stories have you heard from customers about how the, how the product and also just how this connection to plants has supported their health? Yeah. Um, well, we have quite a bit of customers that will call in and say that um, Dandy Blend has really helped with IBS or if they have um, acid reflux or anything kind of along those lines. We have a lot of a lot of people that will call in and be like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for this product. It's really helped. Um, and that's so nice to hear from people that used to, used to drink coffee or really were never, never fans. Like what the heck is dandelion tea? Um, but they call in and they're just like, I thank you so much. And that's all my grandpa. I can't even like, I can't even say that's us. That's all him. He, he created it. But um, with plants, we don't really have people call in about specific plants. We just have people call in about our product. But it is really nice to hear those calls. Um, Definitely gives us a little boost there. Yeah. And so, Karen, what are the health benefits of dandelion? I mean, for anyone who grew up pretty much anywhere, you've probably experienced seeing dandelions popping up in the grass or at the park or on the sidewalk, just as you guys were just saying, and never thought about it as something that could be a health benefit for them. So what are the health benefits and, and, um, and why was dandelion the, the plant that was chosen to make the drink? I think, let me start with why it was chosen to make the drink. And I think it's because it's a natural coffee, um, substitute. So in, as my dad was, was, you know, doing his schooling and researching and things like that, there are just a ton of recipes that uh, call for using dandelion root in, in a, in a coffee type beverage. So roasting it and that, that roasting gives it that quality of that, that taste, that, that mouthfeel of coffee. So, yeah. um, or, you know, on a, kind of a roasted tea, depending on how people drink it. So, there's a lot of, I had a, a gentleman that I used to work with and he's like, oh, you have that dandy tea? And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's, you know, it, it's just funny how, you know, people, the, the name is Dandy Blend, but a lot of people, because they might drink it a little lighter or, well, couldn't, well, think of it as a tea. So, but it is, you know, we, we have it as the coffee uh, alternative because of that mouthfeel. Yeah. And uh, so 
and depending on how heavy you put it, you know, the, how liberal you put in, yeah, how strong your, you make it. Right. It, it depends. It could taste like a cappuccino. So it could be a lot mm-hmm. strong. Yeah. I make I mine, mine strong like that. Me too. Me too. <laughs> like, mine's like a cappuccino. Yes, sure. absolutely. So the dandelion in general is um, known for detox. Um, it's a spring tonic. People used to use it as spring tonic. So every spring uh, you'll, you'll hear stories from whether it's a, a German, Ital- uh, uh, Italian, uh, uh, French, um, sorry. I'm just, there's just a lot of different countries sure. that use that as a summer detox. So as a spring detox, so they, they'll give you, um, anecdotes about about their their parents or their grandparents saying okay folks let's go out and and pick all the the dandelions in the spring and so that's so it's really good for cleaning your liver um and uh and your blood and it's just a really good gut um gut health plant so um obviously neither one Gina and I are medical experts but you know, it's, it's a, you know, you've heard bringing down, you know, these, these stories from generation to generation that will talk about, you know, what they, what they've done with dandelions. And uh, I know that uh, when people were coming uh, to the, to America, you know, and they were coming in on their boats, on the boats, and they were, they were coming to um, this new land, they were told a lot of times is you don't know what you're going to, expect as far as food wise. So make sure you bring seeds along with you to, so that you have some kind of uh, food that you're familiar with. And all of them brought dandelion seeds with them. Oh, interesting. So we have a, we have a story where somebody took out their lawn and put dandelions in instead because they love the flowers. They love the, be able to, you know, pick the, pick the leaves and put them in their salads and and um, then, you know, use the roots. So because even, I mean, the flowers, you can make fritters out of the, I mean, you can do mm-hmm. all sorts of things with the Honey. majority Dandelion of wine. So um, that's kind of what we, what we hear most of from, from people. I love the stories where their kiddos are drinking with them. Because so you know, you're, you know, they want to be like mom and dad. So, so you know, you yeah. have the pictures of them drinking along with them and, and it's great for kids. So um, that's, that's just a heartwarming story and a heartwarming, you know, to see that it, that they can all drink something together as a family, whether it's during in the morning or at night. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any time of day, it's like a perfect beverage to wake up to, and it's the perfect mm-hmm. beverage to wind down with, with a, with a book at night, like cozy yeah. up under your, under your blanket and having a nice little warm beverage or, or, or cold, depending on what time of time of right. year it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your, what are some of your favorite recipes for each of you with using dandelion as, as an ingredient? What are some of your favorite recipes? Using dandelion, like the plant itself? Sure. Or, or the, or the product either way. Okay. Um, let's see. I, there is a dandelion pizza that my grandpa always made that was delicious. Um, we would just, with just the single or the personal size, we just put the sauce and a couple dandelion leaves and mm-hmm. um, 
Did we actually, I don't remember if we actually put the flower on there or not. Did we put the flower on there, Ma? It was just the leaves. It was just and the leaves. Top of that, yeah. Oh, but it was so yummy. So good. Um, also, I remember we would take like a bucket around the yard and pick off the flowers and we would make dandelion honey. And that was always fun. That was always super fun. Yeah. What about for you, Karen? Um, as far as with dandelions, again, uh, we used to put it in salads all the time. Uh, there's a, a recipe that I don't know that would be my favorite, but I do know it's, it's, uh, a favorite of a lot of people is gravy. So mm. you put it in gravy and then you, you make it with a gravy and then you put that over mashed potatoes. There's several different, uh, actual festivals that, that have that. Uh, one thing I do like though, is like we used to put, have, we had a butcher that would put it in sausage because that would help you be able to like, digest the, the sausage better. The so it, meat. yeah, it would, you wouldn't have, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Early, mm -hmm. You know, it, it wouldn't be talking back to you, <laughs> so <laughs> which is always helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but th so there's a lot of different things. I know with the product itself, we used to make ice cream. Uh, we still do. We'll do, we've done, uh, like ice cream sandwiches. Uh, we've done, um, actually, uh, you can do a savory thing as well. You could just oh, use yeah. it in, in a pot roast, or if you're doing, um, like marinating mushrooms, things like mm. that, that, that mm. nice rich flavor. Um, it just, there, it's just so versatile. There's just so many things that you can do with both the, the actual plant, whether it's a fritter with the, with the flour or like Gina said, making the jelly that tastes just like honey, mm -hmm. uh, wine. I mean, all sorts of different things that you can do with it that just is very popular. And I think sometimes people look at me and say, you, you actually eat those weeds. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you actually can buy them in the grocery store now. <laughs> Yeah. And they're so yeah. expensive in the grocery store <laughs> right. when you can just go in your backyard. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they, they're, they're in most grocery stores now. Right. And it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's something that literally you can just go and forage around in your yard and yeah. in most places and most, in most climates. So you both now work in the company and Karen, you, you said that there was a point in, in your life in which you went away to college, went to travel school, were out doing other things. So what, what brought you both into the company to be a part of this family business? Well, I think when the kids were little, um, I, well, let me back. I was always had my foot in the door a little bit, whether it was doing, helping with, because we had done um, Defenders of Dandelions and we have done a, uh, a cook-off and a festival that had, um, that featured dandelions. So we, I was always part of the cook-off. I was always, you know, looking at the different recipes and things like that. So um, I always had my foot in the door, but as far as coming in fully, uh, it happened twice. The first time around is when the kids were babies. Um, we, uh, I came in, I came back to help my dad and we, you know, did helped with publishing, help with all aspects, aspects of the business. Uh, and then, uh, I had to go back to, uh, to work again. And so, uh, we, when, when the kids were little, and so that's when, um, you know, I, I started back to the travel industry again. And then um, when 
and uh, again, but I still had my foot in the door, whether it was doing payroll or, or what have you, uh, helping out whenever was needed. And then full-time I came back in 17. So, um, and that's pretty much when his health started, my dad's health started declining and I just I took over all, all the things that he was doing. Yeah. And so tell us what your role in the company is now. Right now, um, we, we actually run pretty lean, but I do, uh, the, all the financial, uh, aspects, uh, I kind of, uh, I work with, um, marketing, I work with, um, our customer service, uh, anytime, you know, we need something in the warehouse, I do that as well. So it's, sure. it's kind of a, since we are a small family business, it's kind of a, a, Jack of all trade kind of thing. You, you, sure. I have the main things that I do, but we, we, uh, assist in every, any way that we can. Sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Gina, what about for you? So you grew up with the pizza shop turned Dandy Glen <laughs> headquarters being across the street from your school. So yeah. how did, how did you find your way into the family company as in the capacity that you're in it now? Um, well, it kind of, it, it took, a little bit because obviously we I've been in the company for my entire life. So sure. I, I started in I started in operations. I was um so it is just the four of us. So it's just my mom and I, my dad and my brother. My dad and my brother mm-hmm. will they usually do the operations and then we're kind of in the in the front, I guess. Um her desk is literally right next to mine. And uh, we kind of work on the sales and marketing and that kind of aspect. But it took a while for us to actually have these seats because we had so much going on all over the place that we did. We had to help out with the operations all the time. We had to figure out how to drive the forklift, all sorts of different yeah. things. So we we definitely had a lot, and we're still we're still working on just being up here in the sales and marketing aspect um, and with the customer service and all that kind of stuff. But we are all over the place all the time. And that's just, that's just how it goes for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's for, for a brand that's growing and expanding as, as much as you all have been and as you are to hear that it's the four of you. It's a, it's, it's amazing. It's really, it's really incredible. So Congratulations to yeah. you both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one more question before yeah. we get into the I'm, I'm final truly blessed to be able to work questions. with my family all the time. And it's just. Yeah. Thank you. So we, the one thing that I do want to mention is that we are very blessed to have uh, partners that work with us. Like. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, so what, instead of having them part of our. Uh, uh, our in-house team. Our in-house team. We we have our uh, wonderful team that helps us to get the word out, and we, we couldn't do it without them. Right, exactly. We really couldn't. We do have a team that helps us uh, that answers our phones. So so the if you call in customer service, it wouldn't be one of the four of us. It'll be uh, mm-hmm. some other. You know, it'll be other wonderful people that will answer your phone. So we're very lucky to have uh, the sporting people around us that uh, help us with our day-to-day things. 
Yeah, that's that's great. And then you guys can focus on the things that you need to focus on while you've got this amazing support team around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to take us. Uh, oh, I have one more question before we go into our final fi- our final five questions. So what lessons do you carry with you today that were passed down from your dad, Karen, and from your grandfather, Gina? So what lessons do you, do you carry with you? You want me to start? Sure. Okay. So, (laughs) uh, I actually, my dad was just an amazing guy. And, uh, the one thing that I think that I do every day and the, the most important thing I think I do is I start my morning with prayer and really listen, prayer, meditation, um, just listen to uh, the answers that are coming. Because his his main thing was, you never do the letter of the law, you do the spirit of the law, and you really need to be guided by the your spirit guides and, and the people that are that have gone on before us. So uh, I, I just take that into heart every day. And really, I, I do that. And then the other thing I think is to be kind to everybody. So whether it's a smile, whether it's letting somebody in front of you in line, um, you never know what that person's day has been like or what they're going through. And it's really important to make sure that you put that smile on their face uh, or at least try uh, to, to just be the best person you can be. Yeah. Oh, such a, such an important thing to have that you carry, you carry on from him. Yeah. What about for you, Gina? Gosh, um, I gotta say his youthful, positive energy was just infectious. I mean, it, he was the kindest person, the kindest soul out there would give the shirt off his back um, and would just be the helping hand that anybody needed. And I truly take that. And I, I, I strive to be like that. I strive to be like him because he is just truly, truly my hero in so many different aspects. But he's just, he was just an amazing guy. So smart, so loving, everything you could ask for. Yeah. And what a, what a, what a way to honor him by carrying this beautiful brand forward the way you both do. Mm -hmm. We try our best. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I have five questions and this is what we'll close with. So Gina, I'll go to you first for the first question. Tell us about an object or charm that is special to you. Um, my, uh, necklace, my Italian horn necklace. It is a big family thing. All of the people on my dad's side wears it. And it's just, it's a big family trait that we all treat. A family thing that we all have. Yeah. Karen, what about for you? I think right now I have a multi-night bracelet that I borrowed from Gina <laughs> <laughs> uh, a long borrowed. time ago. <laughs> so it's like, uh, that is something that I, uh, treasure and I wear all the time. And I, I just appreciate that she's 
you know, that, that it's part, it was part of her and, and now it's part, it, you know, it's part of me. Beautiful. Okay. So Karen, the next question is, what is a book that changed your life? So I'll go to you first on this one. I have two actually. So okay. before it was, um, I'm going to say years ago, I was given a book called The Daymaker. And oh, I know that book. I'm, I know the author well, actually. I oh, love that. cool. Yeah. That's, it's an amazing book. It's again, it's the same thing as you don't know. I think in that book, there's a story of a, a person on a bus. Um, it's a bus or anyway, it's in a person in, in public that is mm-hmm. going through a hard time and their kids are kind of, you know, uh, not behaving as well as, as somebody would have thought, but you never know. So that, I mean, that to me is exactly how I try to live my life. So that's, that's been a, a really big book in my life. And then the other one recently is, um, now I'm trying to think of the name of it. It just left my mind. Uh, it's a, it's a vibrational book. So basically how to bring your vibration, um, to the highest level. And mm-hmm. that's by Kyle Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, so good. The Daymaker book is, um, yeah, it's one that, so David Wagner, who wrote it, I, I, I worked in the beauty industry for many years before I shifted into what I'm doing now. And, it was one of the first books given to me when I started in my beauty career because his background was he was a hairdresser and that was his, uh, his right. approach every day working in the salon was what can I do to change someone's life when they sit down in front of me each day. So yeah, such a beautiful book. Okay. Gina, what about you? Um, I'd have to say the alchemist. Oh yeah. So good. I love, love, love that book. And what is interesting is after my grandfather passed away a few years ago, um, I found that he actually had a copy of The Alchemist and it was mm. one of his favorite books too. So that was just a really cool, a really cool thing that I figured out a few years ago. But that's, okay. that's my, easily my favorite book. Such a special book. Such mm-hmm. a good one. Okay. So Karen, tell me about an experience or moment that changed your life in a profound way. I think that the the best one that I can think of right now is when I had gone to, this is, I'm, you know, working in corporate America. I'm in that travel kind of mode doing, you know, just, you know, doing the best I can. And uh, I had gone to a meeting with a bunch of women and it was actually my massage therapist who had um, got all these uh, wonderful women together. And this lady walked up to me and said, you know, you have, a cage around your heart. Would you be okay if I worked on breaking that? And I was like, yes, that would be, that would be great. (laughs) So, um, I think that was my, 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 the point where I started opening back up to all the wonderful things that I had kind of left behind, um, as a kid up to the plants and the, just the amazing things that, that go around and, you know, looking for those miracles. And she just approached you. You didn't know her. She just came to you kind of out of just like, I need to share this with you. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it, 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 that took, to me, that took a lot of, you know, uh, guts to actually walk up to somebody and say, Hey, yeah. <laughs> and you were receptive to it. You were like, yes. yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gina, what about for you? So tell us about 
a an experience or a moment that changed your life in a profound way? So um, I used to be in like the modeling and acting community. And I, I went to California, did a whole bunch of stuff. But in that, um, I met this awesome person. Um, his name's EJ. And he was just my best friend instantly. And we connected on a level that was just beyond words. He helped me figure out who I am. Um, and we, we talk on a daily basis and I just, I couldn't, I, I love his friendship. I, I just couldn't do it without him. Uh, so perfect. So perfect. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, that is the experience or the moment is finding a mm-hmm. friendship or a relationship that yeah. can change the trajectory of your life in a great exactly. way. And I didn't stay in the modeling or in acting. Um, I do a little bit now and then, but it's not like my main focus. And yeah. he's the one that I, I brought out of that and I clinched on. He's, he's not going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. That's so great. Okay. So Gina, tell me this. What is something that you do for your health and wellness? I love holistic health. So I'm very into essential oils, um, eating a a healthy diet, um, working with the different like crystal energies around me. Um, I also love Reiki and all that kind of, all that kind of great stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm with so you. good. So yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Karen, what about for you? What's something that you do for your health and wellness? I think it's the, the same kind of thing. Uh, we do mindful eating. So anytime we're uh, in, in the right season, we go to farmer's markets. We go mm-hmm. to farms that are actually just around our house that, that we can purchase uh, fruit and vegetables from that are locally grown. And we know that they're, you know, grown with love and, and grown grown with without any pesticides and things like that. So just eating that kind of that kind of way, just the whole the whole food and not not eating any processed food or as much as we can try not to. Sure. Uh, that and and again the the energy work and and just meditation. Like yeah. just be mindful of of how you live your life. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. All right, Karen. Final question for you. Tell me about a moment that you knew magic was real. I I think that, again, it was part of that. I think when I was little, I kind of felt that, you know, it was all around us all the time. And then when um, the lady came up to me and said that, I was like, wow, that that is really cool. And, you know, I could just feel the difference in my life and what, how I saw things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important that people just, if you're looking for the miracles, you're going to find that magic. You're going to find those miracles around you all the time. And you'll be surprised at, at what you see. Absolutely. Gina, what about for you? Tell me about a moment that you knew that magic was real. Yeah. Um, I knew magic was real probably when I was introduced to Reiki. Um, it was just something that I've never experienced before. 
And from then I loved it so much that I became a Reiki master. And yeah, so that's probably when I knew magic was real is when I was introduced. Mm. Yeah. It's if you, if you've never experienced it and it's one of the things that we do on this show is bring concepts and ideas or modalities of healing to the show Mm -hmm. that perhaps people haven't experienced. And if you haven't experienced it and you hear what's going to happen, it's like, what, what? What? Like I'm going to lay on a table and somebody's going to like wave (laughs) their hands around me and and something's going to occur. It's crazy. Yeah. But then when you experience it for the first time, it's It's like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is life changing. Mm, It so is. That's so great. That's very cool that you went through that whole experience and then became a a, a Reiki master as well. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, ladies. So if someone wants to find Dandy Blend, where can they find it? Where's the best places to, to purchase the product? Um, local, local health food stores. Um, most of the time they will have them. If they do not, we do have a page on our website that you can print off and you can hand it to the people at the store to, um, ask for them to carry it. Mm -hmm. But an easy way to get it would be Amazon or coming to our website. Awesome. 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 Anything else you want to share about what's happening with the brand before we wrap up, Karen? Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You can, you'll see all the different promos on that and information. All the updates. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. It's been such a pleasure getting to chat with you and learn a bit more about both of you and a brand that I love so, so much. (laughs) Yeah, this has been awesome. Yes, this was great. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Are you feeling inspired to give up the coffee and give this magical product a try. I'm so grateful to Karen and Gina for joining me. If you want to go deeper into the Ageless Beauty experience, we have spaces still available in my Ageless Beauty course, Ancient Beauty Secrets of the Yogis. It's a three-day kundalini course in which we will get really specific with daily rituals and routines. We're going to work through beauty-specific yoga exercises. The course incorporates yogic technology, psychology, the science of human energy, and wellness practices and beauty kriyas that are specifically designed to create radiant skin, restore and balance your well-being, and reset your mind and relieve stress. Don't we all need more of that? And isn't that the way to feel more youthful, feel more vitality, and restore our energy and our life force? The dates for the class are October 26th, 27th, and 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The investment is $111 for the three days of coursework. And we're recording everything. So you'll enter the sacred space, begin releasing old patterns of behavior, learning new habits to build radiance and magnetism from the inside out. And if you can't make it live, go ahead and sign up and you're going to get the replays every single day. Imagine creating a balanced nervous system and feeling that kundalini glow and doing it in just three days time. 
I can't wait to see you in the class. If you've loved this episode and you're inspired by Karen and Gina's story, share the episode. It means the world to us when you do. I know I tell you that every week, but it's very, very true. When you post the show on social media, it's the number one way new people find out about what we're doing here at Your Woo Woo BFF. So share the show, tag us at Your Woo Woo BFF. You can tag me at Wee Wee Girl. Go give the pod a review on whichever platform you might be listening make sure you're also subscribed to the show that helps a lot too until next week we have another amazing interview coming your way and then to round out and complete our final episode of the season coming up later this month my actual best friend is joining the show i cannot wait for you all to meet her she's been going through her own woo woo bff experience we've been talking like every week about all of the new modalities and experiences that she's been trying out and we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about what's worked for her what she's loved what's created some transformation and shifts in her life and i can't wait for that episode to come your way with that we are complete much love satnam i'll see you again super soon bye-bye